Welcome to We Talk About Movies. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ruth. And episode 12 is here, and that means we're talking about Wonder Woman. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to give us a five-star review on iTunes. Now, Ruth is super excited about seeing such a strong female superhero headline a movie, so let's talk about Wonder Woman. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of We Talk About Movies. I'm going to start doing a little intro to let everyone know, if, in case this is their first episode, um, what we're all about. This is the family-friendly movie podcast, where we primarily talk about the story, and this is your spoiler alert, right, Ruth? Yes. We're going to give spoilers. Yes, so... So if you haven't it's seen the movie... It's advisable to see the movie first, but yep. if you don't want to, that's your choice, but we're not going to hold back the ending or nope. anything like that if, if and we may not even talk about it I we mean, will. It just kind of depends like where our conversations go because you never know spoilers are coming so um this is your spoiler alert and uh one final note uh as any of you who've listened to episodes before probably know my wife is very pregnant and will be going into labor sometime very soon i sure hope so let me tell you what that last month it's hard it is hard Um, it's hard on you too it's hard hard on me it's hard on our son it's hard on my wife especially so yes she is doing great um but one thing i want to mention is uh we're gonna make sure we still give you a podcast every week if you are a podcaster or someone who's just interested in being on a podcast we're looking for guest hosts so you can just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, our website, uh, any way you want to connect with me. If you have a movie you want to talk about, let us know and we'll try to make that happen. All right. Today, we saw Wonder Woman. We did. Went we, to the theater and everything. You should have seen my wife's eyes light up. It was so good. Yeah. I'll this, just jump right in. Like This was a good... Oh, I, oh, 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 oh. oh, I'm not allowed to jump right in? You're not. You're not. Oh. Because... Why? Because... <laughs> um, I th- <laughs> Sorry, I, I have to pull, rein you in a little bit. Okay, fine. Um, so we I'm just talked, so excited. We've talked before about the uh, movie theater experience, the watching ho- move, new releases at home. Um, oh, yeah, we found out some information about that. Yeah, I have a little bit that. more information about that, so I want to share it, and then I don't we'll remember get to the movie. What episode did we talk about that? It was I think our... it was Beauty and the Beast, which is um, going to be right before this episode. Oh, well, good. So, um, anyways, I found out that you can watch new releases from the comfort of your home the same time they come out in the theater. For a price. Ask me how, Ruth. How, Kevin? Oh, I'm I'm so glad you asked. And for how much? (laughs) So, there is a company called Prima Cinema, I believe is the name of it, and the home theater setup to get you established to get these... Uh, movies, new releases to your house. And it's not all new release movies. It's only some. Take a guess, Ruth. Well, the, so it's like a, a box or something you have to buy, right? Yeah. I don't know if this amount includes like actually the projector, the theater seats, anything. It's a, it's a large number. So Right. But it's like a, a kit or what have you yeah. that you have to purchase, right? And then you have to purchase the movie on top of that? Yes. Yeah, so okay. just the setup. So just the setup... And I know you told me once, but luckily I've already forgotten. Yeah. So, but I know it's something outrageous. Uh, thousands of dollars, I, I believe. If I'm remembering correctly, I think it was $40,000. Was it? Okay. Cause I was going to say 30. 
It's so much money. And then each movie, you get 24 that's hours. just for the kit. 24 hours to watch a movie once. And how much do you think that costs? Mm, this one I don't remember at all. Um, 500 bones. Oh my gosh. I was going to say a few hundred just because I remember dollars. being just flabbergasted at how much money. It, Who pays insane. for that? I, I mean, did they even sell one? I'm sure they have. I'm, I'm sure there are people out in LA that have boatloads of money and, and yeah. But Man. at any rate, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, I imagine that is not in your price range, but there's a couple other options coming up potentially. We well, said there's talks, right? About so the guy that created Napster, Sean Parker. Yes. Um, you might be familiar with him if you saw the social network because he was an early investor in Facebook. Don't they mention him too in that movie, The Italian Job? Cause he goes, I don't know. remember because, uh, the, what is that? Uh, Seth Green, his character, he goes, I am the Napster. Because he said it, that it was his college roommate, and he goes, he stole the idea from me. Oh, okay. I do vaguely remember that <laughs> The Italian yes. job, they talk about it. Okay. He goes, call me the Napster. And he goes, I'm not calling you that. Mark Wahlberg's like, I'm not calling you that. <laughs> Marky Mark will not call him the <laughs> no, Napster. No, Marky Mark won't. Um, okay, so so Sean Parker has a company, a startup. He's It's called Screening Room. And he's trying to find a way to get movies to your home theater or living room, wherever, whatever you watch movies on. Um, and he's running into some problems. And from what I've read recently, they're actually, it doesn't look, look like his startup is doing too well, but movies may be coming to iTunes um, and not right when they release. So if you want the day it comes out in theaters, you're going you to have to go, do that $40,000 or whatever, the premium or cinema. Or go to the theater. Or go to the theater. But for if you want to watch something two to three weeks after it came out, but before it's out on Blu-ray, there are a lot of studios talking about like 50 bucks, which we said we would do that. Absolutely. No brainer. Um, so I would love if they do that. But and it's the same kind of deal, right? Like you have 24 hours to watch Something it once like that. type yeah. thing. Yeah. It's not like you just get to have it. Right. And um, so this is potentially coming. It doesn't look like it's coming anytime soon, but it can't come soon enough for us. Right. Especially once the second baby gets here, it's going to be even harder to get to the theater. Um well, and if my mother has her way when the third baby comes. <laughs> yeah. I, and who knows how many little uh, Kevins and Ruths will be having oh. running around here eventually. I, I can tell you right now, no more than three. <laughs> well, and I, I told um, Ruth. Unless we have, you know, a nice little surprise. I told Ruth we, uh, I'm already excited about our oldest joining the podcast. Um, this is the family friendly movie podcast. And. What better way to be that than to have the family participate? So he's only 16 months old now. Yeah, it'll so be a he little while. Have words, but <laughs> well, he has some words. He does. If you want him to come say mama and dada on here, he could, we, he could do we that. We could do that. But um, I don't think that would really We'll wait add till much he has value. a little more to add to the conversation. Yeah, but, I think that's a good idea. Okay. So that is your update on watching movies at home. And now let's get right to Wonder Woman. So. Actually, her eyes lit up the exact same way now as they did at the very beginning. So I will let Ruth well, no, I just, kick this one off. Well, no, I don't need to kick it off. I just, I really liked it because I really wasn't sure what to expect going in since 
the first time we're introduced to her is in the Batman versus Superman movie, which was just kind of average. Um, we haven't done a podcast on that one, no, but and I actually feel like I like that movie more than most. People. I didn't think it was as bad as people said. People were, if I remember correctly, people were saying it was awful. Yeah. And I didn't think it was awful. Do I think it was a great movie? No, I don't think it was a great movie. But uh, regardless, I so my expectations were kind of low because I, I really didn't know what to expect because you only briefly see her. Right. Uh, she's not. She. I mean, she's in the she's throughout the movie. But, right. But you don't know, quote unquote, who she is until the end. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then you find out she's Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, going into this, I, I did, and I, I don't know anything about Wonder Woman, honestly. I don't either. I didn't know her backstory or anything because all of my <laughs> superhero information usually comes from you. And growing up, I know you didn't read uh, the DC comics. No, I didn't. Um, and I didn't read a whole lot of Marvel comics either. Um, well, you read some because you said your friend had I read them. some, but a lot of what I know of... Uh, superheroes actually comes from like cartoons and video games as opposed to the actual comic books. Oh, well, I always assumed you knew more I, from I comic some, books, but, but, but yeah, so I, I didn't know her origin story. I didn't know any of that. So, uh, I, like I said, I didn't know what to expect with this movie. So I was really pleasantly surprised. Uh, overall, I really enjoyed it. If you have not seen it, definitely go see it. Worth paying the, you know, $14 or whatever you paid, <laughs> go to the theater. We saw Although that it is a two and a half hour movie. And I will tell long. you, uh, go to the bathroom before, because coming from the pregnant lady, I barely made it through the whole movie. I mean, those credits hit and I was out the door. I, I went to the bathroom before and still couldn't make it. Yeah, I know. I noticed <laughs> I was trying to purposely not drink but much water. My but. wife insisted on an icy. And when the pregnant lady wants an icy, we get an icy. I and did not insist. I said she didn't really have to like pull to my arm very one? hard. But <laughs> um, yeah, we had waters and then an icy, so um, I couldn't make it. Yes. So anyway, but um, but yeah, I agree with you, Ruth. I think it's a good movie. Um, and honestly, sometimes I'll jump right into the plot holes. I did not see a single plot hole nothing jumps out at curious me curious if you did because you always catch them more than i do and i couldn't really find one i was looking and honestly i i can't say i've found any and just so you guys know any plot holes we talk about they come from my head or ruth's head like we don't go search for plot holes on no. the internet before we talk it's um, just uh i i'm sure there are probably some small ones but and maybe as we rehash the movie and talk through it here, maybe I'll come up with one. But I don't have any on my list. No, I don't either. I mean, I guess the only thing, and this is probably not a, a, a plot hole by any means. It was just a thought that crossed my head during the movie. Was I guess because at the end you find out she's a god. Yes. So she doesn't get cold then, right? Because everybody else is all wrapped up in all these clothes and she's wearing basically nothing. Yeah. And they're in Germany. And I just remember thinking, is she cold? I guess she doesn't get cold. And then at the end when they're like, well, she's a god, I'm like, well, then I guess gods probably don't get cold. Yeah. And I know that's a weird thing to think about, but you know me, I get cold easily. So I'm thinking, girl, yeah, you're just stripping it, out. It was going to battle, and it was interesting to see her no outfit. jacket. <laughs> I mean, obviously that's the outfit she wears in the comic, right? Which is fine, but it just the movie had a lot of realism to it, 
And then when she gets steps into battle in that costume, it just it seemed a little off. I mean, obviously, it, but I think it's supposed to, right? It is because um, she's and well, she's a comic and, book superhero, so. right? And she's an Amazonian woman, and like that's the the dress they wear because they live on an island. Mm-hmm. They would have no reason to have coats and jackets and all that other stuff. But I, I just kept thinking. Gosh, is she cold? Or maybe because she's running, she she's not cold. Yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. Probably nobody so, else noticed that, but I just thought it was. I will funny. say when we find out she's a god, I don't I don't find that a, to be a plot hole in this movie. But there is one line where uh, Ares, the god of war, says to her, "The only thing that can kill a god is another god," and so that to me, I feel like kind of sets up. Any other movie she's in as kind of a an issue to be dealt with. Because she can kill anything. She's basically immortal now because according to this story, Ares and her are the only two gods left. And now, spoiler alert, Ares is dead. So she, she can't be killed. But I wonder, and again, because you and I are not familiar with DC Comics, because <clears throat> there's other superheroes, obviously. Maybe... Those rules yeah. don't apply, you know and, and what I mean? Knows? Because they're not normal people. Right. They are like gods. Right. So I so, I don't know if that's... And again, this is uh, the bad guy's statement, and he could be lying or anything. So, But if that's a true statement, it, it does present a problem, because next time you see Wonder Woman and she appears to be in danger, no, she's not. She can't be killed. But... I I don't think it's necessarily a problem, but it'll be interesting to see how the DC universe takes that forward. Right. And I'm sure there's people listening that know more about it than we do and feel free to comment and, and things like that. Cause we're <laughs> pretty naive when it comes yeah. to uh, well, and, and those superheroes. But yeah, I, I, I wonder if it doesn't apply because you know, when you look at just for example, Marvel universe, yeah. There are, I, I don't know, I just think of it as, well, there are other supernatural beings. Yeah. So just because they were quote-unquote gods, it doesn't mean that others don't exist as well. Right. That they can't exist in the same. So anyway, okay. it'll be interesting to see we'll, what happens. We'll, yeah, and we'll actually, see. that was a really good preview, too, before the movie they had was for the the Justice uh, League. The Justice League, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, th- and you know what's funny is they actually make Aquaman look really cool. <laughs> oh, the the actor that's playing Aquaman is a big Hawaiian guy. Oh, he's very um, beautiful. Jason Momoa <laughs> or something. I don't remember his name. Uh but yeah, he makes Aquaman look really pretty cool. awesome. Which is funny because I feel like that's a character people always make fun of. Yeah. Like we watch The Big Bang Theory a lot. And I remember they they're dressing always up in make the fun of Aquaman. Yeah. And no one Raj is always complaining. He's like, oh, Aquaman sucks. I don't yeah. want to be Aquaman. It, but that, anyway. Yeah, that does look like a good movie. Um, getting back to Wonder Woman, though. So I, I have a few things I really liked about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, it has a very... First of all, I really like when movies take a fish out of water. In this case, you take Wonder Woman who grew up on this island and doesn't know what is happening on Earth. Yeah. And you put them in that situation and see how they react to it. It is real fun. It That's a really cool thing. And I think they did it really well in the movie. It was written well. It was acted well. 
you know, seeing, seeing snow for the first time, looking at the clothes that people are wearing, like all of that was really endearing and fun. I really liked that in this movie. I did too. And you know, what's nice is it's, it's family friendly fun too. It is. It doesn't need to be raunchy. Or- Although there were a few, like at the beginning where he's taking a bath and he oh, just yeah. stands <laughs> I up forgot about that. and like, doesn't really turn away, which that, that was really weird. Like, well, why he, would you just he keep kinda standing? Did. He kind of did, but he, he covered didn't. Up, but he also probably noticed that she wasn't acting weird. And then the, the, I, I'm probably saying this wrong. The double entendre. Entendre? Yeah. That was, was very blatant here. So, you know, the younger audience might think she's just asking, are you an average height and weight for a man? Yeah. And- Cause, you know, growing up, I was thinking about this the other day. My parents let me watch a lot of movies that as an adult, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe my parents let me watch this. But then at the same time, I didn't get it. Yeah. So I didn't uh, understand it. Kids so probably I totally aren't going to understand it. that. But it was, it seemed a little mature for this movie. It did. So we'll warn you if, if you have not seen it, which you probably have because we've told you to watch the movie before, but it, it's going to be up to your discretion as a parent. Uh, I, I, don't I don't think, think they're going to get it. Get it. But it, I think it's, it's there. harmless in that they won't understand. Now, they may try to ask you, possibly. Well, and I don't. Th- I so, think that would go right over their heads. And honestly, I do it's, too. It's I don't much, even think they're going to notice. It's much. It's very subtle for a kid. It's not subtle for adults. But right. if you compare this to another PG thirteen superhero movie we watched recently, Guardians of the Galaxy two, yeah. they use as foul of language as you can for a PG thirteen movie. This movie, they have that. jokes about poop and and so this is much tamer than that movie as right. far as if you're going to decide what a 10 11 12 13 year old kid might be able to see this, I think this, this one would is be fine yeah and that's our personal opinion obviously use your own discretion yeah but so yeah, I, I think it was <laughs> i really thought they did that well of of putting her into a world that she didn't have any experience with and that was a, a nice theme throughout the movie that Right. Uh, that I liked. And I like, I mean, and let's just talk about the blatantly obvious theme of just women, woman power. I love that. I love that kind of story. And how interesting, too, I guess, because I don't know when Wonder Woman was written exactly, like when she first appeared in comics. No but idea. Uh, I'm sure that's not a common theme that was very uh, accepted, I guess is the right word. I don't know. I'd be curious to look up when she first appeared. Because, you know, if you look back in history, that's women having power was not a thing. Yeah. And they even talk about it in the movie. Like she walks into this. It's kind of like a courtroom, I guess, with all the military guys. Yeah, it's just a a courtroom. But, you know, politicians doing stuff. Right. But they're all in shock that a woman's in there. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, what? And then he walks around. She walks right back in. She's like, no, I want to hear what's happening. Yeah. And I like that well, she, she, doesn't, she doesn't let it go. And she doesn't understand that that at, in that time and place, that was inappropriate because where she's from. Right. That doesn't You exist. just go wherever, you know, so. Right. So not out of character at all. No, she doesn't no. know what's happening. But again, I just like that she's like, and she calls him out several times about, 
well, you promised me this and we're going to do it. Whether you want to do it or not, I'm going to go do it. And like I said, she's just such a strong female character. And she is. It really made me like her. And I love seeing the Amazon women when even the <clears throat> Germans are attacking and they've got guns and yet they still end up losing yeah. to bow and arrows. And I'm just like, yeah. And I mean, yes, some of the women died and that's awful. But I mean, they kicked their booties. They did. And yeah, they're, <laughs> and I they're love that. absolutely and very strong, powerful women. And it's a great message for any any woman out there. I think you can look up to someone like Wonder Woman or absolutely. a lot of the other strong female characters in this movie. I think that's a great message. And you know, that's one thing about, let's just say that in the movie, I really enjoyed almost every action scene, fight scene. Uh, now, the one at the end with the gods, that's always such a weird type of fight scene to me because it's hard to imagine how a god would fight a god and yeah. all that. But every other fight scene, I really liked. Like, I loved the the fight scene on the beach and the only, when she's going through the town and taking yeah. out everybody. The only thing that really gives me a little bit of pause about her character is the fact that she's deflecting these bullets with her wristbands. Mm -hmm. And it just, I'm not going to call that a plot hole, but it seems a bit unrealistic that she can deflect every single bullet that's fired at her, even coming from a machine gun where it's firing, you know, multiple rounds per second. Do you mean that it doesn't make sense that they'd be strong enough to No, the wristbands can be strong enough. Or it's that she would that she be able to deflect every bullet she is a god, um, even I, I though understand. she doesn't know it. To me, it, it seems like having bulletproof skin is more like would be more likely kind of like Superman can get shot and it just doesn't phase him because it's just very hard for me to believe that she's quick enough. She's quick enough. And well, but then think of it this way, too. Like the Flash, who is a DC Comics character. Yeah. He would be able to. Yeah, but or, she's, there's but, a thing about her that says she's that fast. Well, but the fact that she's a god, she can basically do anything, right? I don't know what being a god means in that universe. But I would think that if she's a god, she's obviously, yes or no, stronger than a normal mortal man. Yeah, obviously. So wouldn't it make sense that she's also faster? But how much faster? I, I mean, you're talking... Well, she could lift a tank. I, that's strength. That's not speed, though. Okay, but let's... Let's compare as if it's apples to apples. If she can lift a tank, then I'm pretty sure a speeding bullet to her is not as fast as it is to us. But again, I mean, that doesn't necessarily correlate. There are, there are you know, the strongest man alive in the world today is probably not a very fast person. Just because you're strong doesn't mean you're fast. No, but I feel like if you're a god, it's certainly plausible. And the, it's, like it's I plausible. said, she's way above what mere mortals you know, can do. So I don't have a problem with that. I have a little problem with it. Well, you're wrong. Okay. No, I'm, I'm just wrong. kidding. I'm wrong. I'm just teasing you. Uh, we don't have to agree. What, what I really like, and kind of going back to the whole fish out of water thing with her, is how strong of an anti-war message this movie sends. I mean, imagine being someone who has grown up, you know, trained to fight, but has never actually seen a war or battle before. And then being immersed into uh, a world like ours today and just how pointless it would seem to you. 
And, you know, she definitely makes that point numerous times throughout the movie. And it's, it's powerful to me. I mean, it's something obviously that you and I both agree with, you know, we're, we're about as, as anti-war as you come. I mean, that doesn't mean we're anti-soldiers or anti-troops or anything, but we just hate seeing senseless killing. And, um, I like that message in this movie. It's funny that it kind of goes from, it's almost like she craves it, but craves it because she wants to finish the job. Right. Because when she's on the island, you know, she's always like, seems like she wants to train and become the warrior and prepare for war. Well, at that but point, yet, she had never seen suffering. She'd never seen no. the gruesome reality of war. Right. And and again, she insists on leaving after hearing about this war. She has no idea if this guy's telling the truth. But she's like, I have to do it in the hopes that it'll this will end our uh, destiny. You know, that she, they were destined to defeat Ares, right? So, right. It was almost like, it's not like she's craving war, but she's craving to end it because yeah. she doesn't want anybody else to die. Yeah. Her her purpose is to stop all future wars. So well, obviously it's very anti-war. Yeah. And one thing that I was curious about, and I wonder if this ever comes up again in the comics or maybe comes up in a movie someday. I don't know. But when she leaves, uh, she says, well, you may never return. Not you won't. Yeah, and I don't. And I like, wonder if there's a story where she goes back. Well, I, that didn't make sense to me because if Chris Pine can fly into their little space, why can't she take a boat or a plane into that space too? Yeah, that's kind of what I wondered. I'm like, how does it work? It, 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 I mean, if she, if he knew where he was when his plane crashed, then. Yeah. Why couldn't you go back to the same spot? You'd think they could find it again. So I. But maybe that's part of the magic of the hidden island. Maybe it moves. Like, I I don't know enough about it. I'm going to accept it, but. Because obviously that was not essential to the storyline. But I was, I was curious about it. I, it made me want to find out more, but I wondered if there is another story where she returns for some reason or another. Because that's the only family she's ever known. So sad. speaking of that, you know the the island and leaving it. One of the things I liked is, you know me, I hate plot holes. When you know they go to sleep in the boat, and I did ask you if they're both sleeping, who's sailing the boat? So that was a little bit of an issue for me. But then when she wakes up, they're already there in London, and Chris Pine's character says, "We hitched a ride." And even if they hitched a ride, I don't know. It sounded like yeah. they were I'm very like, wow. far away. Yeah, really. So that close. was a really fast ride. But at least they they kind give you of. an explanation of how she woke up and they're already there. Yeah. It it closes the loop for me and doesn't give me that. Ugh, that didn't make sense. Yeah, it was a little odd. Like, oh, I took a nap and then we were there because he was fleeing. Well, no, he wasn't in Germany. I forget where he was when he stole the book from the crazy doctor lady. But but it's I I don't remember either. But I think it was far away. Yeah. So it, yeah, it does seem odd. You know, you're let's say you sleep for eight hours. <laughs> oh, look, we're already in London. Yeah. <laughs> so let me. I want to compare this a bit to the Marvel Cinematic Universe hmm. because this movie did a few things that were very different. Number one, this is obviously a female lead. Marvel hasn't done a movie centered around a no. female superhero. No, they haven't. So that is obviously very different. They've had some strong um, female characters, but not none a headlining lead. their own movie. Right. 
Although I thought I heard a rumor, somebody on the radio or something talking about. There will be one. There will there, be one. Captain like, Marvel is a female lead. She's going to be played by Brie Larson. Who is Captain Marvel? You'll find out when the movie comes out. I guess I will. Okay. I don't even know who that is. Like, I've never heard of that superhero. That was something different. But but more interesting to me is when you compare the DC universe to the Marvel universe, what they did at the end of this movie in killing Chris Pine, that character, um, Mm -hmm. his name was Steve. They killed Steve. He was the number two character in this movie. I mean, he was... Yeah. As major a character as you can get without being Wonder Woman. And he was a good guy and he died. Marvel's had 15 movies in the MCU so far, I think. Ruth, who is the most prominent good guy character that has died in any of those 15 movies that you can think of? Well, the first one I think of is, uh, gosh, what is his name? Because now they have the spinoff show with him oh um, he he's not a superhero but he was agent colson yeah agent yeah. colson and and so and i'll put another that was caveat the, on this and didn't come back to life oh well yeah well and he didn't come back to life in the movie it was for the show but yes um so we've got agent colson who is a like he's a minor he's character a pretty he's mi- not, in these movies very minor character right? yes uh let's see who else died Oh man, you're He's missing. Put me I mean, on that there's spot. the biggest one, and I'm sure I'm gonna go. Oh yeah, of course, and I, I can't think of it quick enough. So it was in the Avengers: Age of Ultron. Oh, uh, the Silver Bullet is that his name or Quicksilver? The, Quicksilver, that's it. Yes. So that was a good guy character who yes. who died, but but not a main. He was basically introduced in the, I mean, he, he was made introduced an appearance. and killed in the same movie. No, he, they did make an appearance of those twins in a previous previous movie that kind of Set foreshadowed him and his sister, but oh. essentially he's a one movie character and not a main character in in that movie. Like Chris Pine is very clearly the second most important character in this movie. Right. Quicksilver was one among many of the lower tier characters of that movie. Right. Even though he was a super, he is a superhero. So I think it's pretty bold of DC to go out there. And yes, he wasn't a superhero, but he was a very main good guy character and they killed him off because it made sense for the story. And I think that is a really good thing that they're telling a story that's realistic as opposed to every good, every good guy lives always. Well, and I guess to be fair, though, speaking of Age of Ultron, they talk about how they so many people were killed during that in in the next the movie after that. Remember, yeah. because Iron Man, yeah, a lot of civilians. Uh, that was in Civil War. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, they do. It's it's only talking about civilians, but it does talk about well. Here are the consequences of you guys, quote unquote, saving the world. Yeah, but. I mean, that's, it, it's not... But it's not, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's not killing off a main character. Not a character that you've grown to be fond of and then have killed. Right. right. Even, um, you know, there's a lot of similarities between Wonder Woman and Captain America, the first Avenger, because it's like Nazi era right. superheroes that have survived into present day. And even then, like, they didn't kill off Captain America's love in, like... You kill off Wonder Woman's love interest here in the Marvel version of this. 
um, his love interest didn't die. She went on to be a spy for years and years and she didn't die until civil war. And I was going to mention that too, but it's still heartbreaking because they loved each other. And obviously he sacrificed himself. And at the time she thought he was dead. Right. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't nearly as, uh, heartbreaking, I guess. No, it, yeah, it's <laughs> as not. watching Chris Pine. But I think, yeah, like you said, it was necessary because that's how she decided. Yes, men are evil, but they also have good in them, and I choose to fight for that side of them. And right. And if he hadn't have done that, she may never have gotten to that realization. Yeah, it, she's it right. Fit it, perfectly in the story. Right. Um, it made total sense because she was like, they don't deserve me. And he's like, no, you're right. We don't. But, you know, you choose to believe in us or whatever he says. I don't remember yeah, exactly. I don't but, remember the exact words. But yeah. Anyway, was, I think it was essential to the story. And even though it's sad. And it's interesting. And I think good that DC is willing to do that. And Marvel has not shown through 15 movies um, a willingness to do that. And, you know, he kind of had to die. Because they loved each other, right? Yeah. She doesn't grow old, yeah? <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't love someone for... I know. A- but it's just, you know, whenever you see those stories, it's always funny to think about, what if they did end up together? And one of them gets old and dies, and the other one just lives on forever. I can think of a movie where that happens, and they stay together. Huh. What movie? Hancock. Oh, the the girl. Yeah. God. Yeah. Lady. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it's just interesting to think about because can you, you imagine you loving gonna... me the same way you do now? At, at, if you never aged another day and then I got old and wrinkly and all that, would you still well, love me the same way you do now? Of course I would. I mean, obviously, physically, there would be some changes. Right, exactly. <laughs> but of course, I, I, if you spend decades with someone, you're only going to love them more if this is truly your if it's your true love yeah you're gonna love them more i guess i'm just thinking physically your relationship would change it would have to yeah of course it would because you can't can't keep up (laughs) we'll we'll leave it at that it's just a weird thing to think about to me yeah but it's not important to no i know i just bringing up my random thoughts. You I thought that was the whole point. It is, you, but you can't <laughs> keep up. That's that's Ruth's message. No, that's not. Oh, it's coming out way worse than I wanted it to sound. That's not what I'm saying. I just, because it's, it's just hard. And to it watch is, somebody that you yes. love get old and frail and die while you stay young and fit and beautiful forever. Yeah, that would be very hard. I would hard. feel guilty. Someone All should, the time. Someone should make that movie and we should explore that. Oh, that would be tough to watch because all I would ever feel is guilt if I were the one that was staying young and beautiful forever. I think you generally feel guilty <laughs> guilt? when you don't need to be guilty. Uh, see, I'm a good Catholic. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> a convert, too. Yeah. You've got the Catholic guilt thing down pat. I've got it. Well, and mommy guilt, too. That's a big thing. Yeah. You're, you're really good at that. I'm so good at being guilty. Which is not a good thing that you're good at. <laughs> no, it's but not. you're good at it. I Yeah, I know. But anyway. Um, I want to, I think I know the answer to this. Did you see the twist coming at the end 
the identity of Aries. I did. See, I I pretty did much... Did you hear me lean over and go, oh, I thought yes. it might be him. See, I knew... I didn't know, but I was pretty sure it wasn't the guy she thought it was. Right. But I had no idea who it would be. Oh, I thought it was him because... I, yeah, tell me was, why, because I, I didn't know, get it. There was just something odd about him from the moment we met him in the movie. Now, this is the same guy, too, by the way. Do you know what other movie he's in? Um, No. Tell me. Harry Potter. Oh, okay, yeah. He's the pro, uh, he's the, he, he's the werewolf if you don't, cause I'm sure if I say the name you, and of course his name escapes me now, but. Okay. No, I have uh, a, anyway. So I have a potential plot hole then, and I'm hoping you can, um, uh, fix it for me. Okay. What's your plot so hole? So he's Aries. Okay. Why? And he knows that, or does he know at the point where they're in the bar and he shows up and gives a, an envelope of money to go over there? Does he know at that time that um, she's Wonder Woman? Yes. Then why does he send them? He explained that. Were you not listening? I guess I didn't catch it. Tell me. Because he he says at the end, he goes, I knew who you were from the moment I met you, but I wanted you to see why I'm doing oh, what I'm doing. Okay. Because he wanted her to find out that men truly are corrupt and evil and need to be destroyed. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Boom. I, I said potential because I, I, <laughs> I felt like there. I just it didn't connect for me. No, but. he he tells her he goes. I I didn't stop you then because I wanted you to find out for yourself because you know in his head he's been she's been fed this story from the beginning that you have to save mankind and they're great and I'm the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So of course he's like, well, I'm not going to reveal my hand right away. No, I understand that, um, but yeah, it does make sense that he. He was trying to convert her, so he wanted her to see right. the, the the terribleness of war, and then realize that even if she kills a major person like the the general guy that she does kill, who she thought was Ares, it doesn't always make a difference. And that he's not actually responsible for humans behaving that way. Right. Um, he was just giving suggestions and 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 nudging them along a little bit. Right. But they're doing what's in their nature. Right. Which is unfortunate for the nature of our species. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, yes, but what, to answer your question, yeah. what what made me think he was, I, I don't know if I can even give you a, an answer. Or, it was just a gut feeling just from the moment you meet him, he, he just gave me this, the oogies, I don't know, <laughs> something like Was it the mustache? <laughs> yeah, probably actually. Ruth, anytime I she sees a man with, with a mustache, mustaches. she's just <laughs> her guard goes up. It's so horrible. It's a horrible thing that I'm just like mustaches are gross. Sorry, if, if my you, my personal opinion. I don't like mustaches. I think they're gross. But, but if you're sitting there with a the mustache, listening to this right I now, I know, and Ruth, I'm sure I've made them very upset. Ruth, if you love your mustache, you. love your mustache. It's fine. It's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that wasn't it. It was just, I, I, like I said, I don't even know if I can explain why I thought it. You're I, just perceptive. That's like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I. I you, but you do I this a did. lot. I. As we go through more of these podcasts, I'm sure I'm going to ask this question again. How did you know that? Sometimes you might give me an answer and sometimes you won't. But yeah, you you guess the endings a lot. 
Well, and sometimes I'll lean over and tell you because I, I worry you won't believe me oh, always when believe I you. when I say, oh, I knew it was him from the beginning. But there are times I think I've leaned over and said, oh, I, I think this is going to be the bad guy. And you're like, or, or whatever it is. And you're like, no, no, no. And it turns out that way. And I'm always like, oh, yeah. You're very good at Point that. for me. You get a lot. Ruth has a million points. I have negative two million. Oh, that's not true. There was something we watched recently where I think you guessed it before I did. But Or you know what? Somebody was telling me, I was talking to a friend of mine that came over, uh, Taryn. And she said she totally guessed Collateral Beauty. Remember how we talked yeah. about we didn't get that they were together? Oh, yeah. Will Smith. Yeah. and She goes, oh, I guessed that from the beginning. From the moment that they were talking to each other. Interesting. I was like, yeah, and, I totally had And on the other hand, I talked to a guy who didn't guess that, nor did he guess yeah, the, that they were not real people. Right. So, I mean, so spoiler funny, alert for just, Collateral Beauty, if you haven't seen that one. Sorry. Right. Well, go watch it. It's it's good. And then listen to our podcast on that. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, there. I'm not always good at it, but sometimes you just, it's it's funny what sir, some people just pick up on things like that. And I don't get it in every movie either. I know, not every movie, but you you do it a lot. Uh, it's pretty impressive. But um, all right, I have a another question for you. Okay. Why didn't why couldn't the sharpshooter make a shot or even take oh, a shot? Yeah, they don't ever really explain I, that. I I thought maybe I missed the explanation for that, but no, I kept waiting for it too. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about it because he's a minor character so it's not super important but But, yeah they i mean i I guess the i did i just assumed it was because of like a ptsd like yeah it seems like he's just so sick of war and killing and he just feels like he can't do it anymore but they never explained it they just showed him not able to shoot and uh well and he's a drunk so it's he's obviously trying to cope with Again, maybe all the people he has killed or, or whatever. They did say he sees ghosts. The yeah. one guy said he sees ghosts, but I don't know why that would prevent him from pulling a trigger. Um, maybe he, maybe the ghosts he sees are the people he kills, and he doesn't want to add another ghost to yeah. haunt him. It could um, be. I just, we didn't get an explanation for that. I was hoping we would. You're right, we didn't. It's funny because they obviously touched on it, but then never explained it i'm glad you brought that up that was one thing though obviously not super important but i was curious too okay um one last thing i had i do wish they had done a better job of leaving the jokes out of the previews because i yeah, the secretary lady was really funny she was and i felt like i had seen every joke of hers from the previews and some people don't watch previews because they want to be surprised but I like previews because I want to know which movies I actually want to pay to go see. And I felt like they did a good job because the DC movies have been pretty dark and they wanted to add some humor. So I thought they did a good job adding some humor, except I don't know that I laughed once in the movie because all the funny jokes are jokes I had already heard from the previews. We chuckled a couple of times. Like you chuckled when he got out of the bath and she was like, what is that? And she's talking about his watch. Yeah, his watch. But no, yeah. she like I, for. But I you know. know what joke I'm talking yes. about. <laughs> I mean, we kind of chuckled at that. And there was another joke. I think you chuckled at a little bit. But yes, I mean, you're not wrong. A lot of it was in the previews, but I did like that little character. She was fun. And she was quirky and cute, and it's yeah, it's certainly. I mean, if you're going for funny 
Guardians of the Galaxy is better suited. Yeah, and most Marvel movies, even, you know, almost all Marvel movies are going to get more jokes. Um, I mean, Ant-Man was really funny. That um, was such a good movie. Yeah, I like Ant-Man. We'll have to do a podcast on that because that was one of those movies I went in kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, went in thinking this is going to be terrible, but I guess we'll watch it. And it was, and I left it. Yeah, it was, it was actually really good um, and funny. So Ant-Man was, was good. But anyways, uh, DC is not known for their humor. And I think they did a good job of not overstuffing the movie with humor. Yes. Um, but I just wish some, I, I wish more of it surprised me is my only thing. Yeah. But otherwise, I get other that. than that, this was a good movie. I, I really liked it. It is almost unheard of that I can go through a superhero fantasy type movie and not come up with one plot hole. And this one's two and a half hours long. So, well, and who knows? Maybe if you watched it again, you might maybe, find but, something. Um, so I appreciate that a lot about the movie. I think it sends a great anti war message. I think it, Strong, it was a message woman. of empowerment for women. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was entertaining. It was a good movie. So, Ruth, you, hey, let, let's start a game. You ready? Okay. Uh, and you've, you've done this all the time, but I'm going to start doing it. So, I'm going to guess what you are, what I think you'll rate the movie. Okay. And then you have to guess what you think I'll rate it, and then we'll tell it. Okay. Let's see. I think you'll rate it maybe, I'm thinking seven or eight. I was going to say seven and a half. Oh, look at me. Look at you. Uh, I think you're going to give it an eight. See, and I was thinking an eight or a nine. Okay. So I'll go eight and a half. Eight and a half. Wow. All right. So this is this is a good movie. It really is. I, Ruth will probably make me buy it once it comes out. Probably. And, and I think I might start a new Wonder Woman obsession. She's such an interesting character. And the the actress did a great job. I, she did I th- gall. Not not that I know anything about Wonder name. Woman, but she did a great job with this movie as far as I'm concerned. We'll have to add a Wonder Woman comic poster to our media room. You know, I think I saw one on Bed Bath & Beyond. I'm going to go look because okay. we do need to do that. Okay. Ruth has a new obsession. <laughs> this is, she gives it an eight and a half. Uh, this is a great movie. Um, good for, you know, older kids. Not older. I mean, you know, if your kid can watch a PG-13 movie, I think they'll they'll like this movie a lot. Like yeah. I said, great women empowerment and an anti-war message that I think is is a really, really great thing for a family. And not horrible language or anything that I recall. No, um, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's a good family movie. Great family movie. Yes, sorry. <laughs> a great family movie. Wonder Woman is the best movie we've seen since Edge of 17. Kevin gives it a 7.5 and Ruth gives it an 8.5. I want to thank everyone for listening to our show and helping us grow our podcast. If you really want to help us grow, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also connect with us on social media at WeTalkAboutMovi on Twitter or Facebook.com slash WeTalkAboutMovies. Now, we've been listening to a lot of great movie podcasts recently, and one of our favorites is the Backseat Directors podcast. We are lucky enough to have Andre from Backseat Directors join us next week to talk about the cult classic Blade Runner. We'll review the original Blade Runner before the sequel comes out later this year. So check out Andre's podcast, Backseat Directors, and get ready to welcome him on our show next week when we talk about Blade Runner, The Final Cut.